Life Audio. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sparkle Speak. I'm your host, Catherine. Today, we have on our very special guest, Donna Burr. Donna is a wife, mother, hairstylist, and owner of her hair salon, and she has a lot to share with us about prayer. She talks about how her prayer life was transformed as she began to learn more about who God is and his love for us. I just know you're going to really enjoy hearing from Donna. I had to cut it where we kind of start right into the question, so we're going to get right to it with this one, but please enjoy after a few words from our sponsors. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. I was went to 12 years of Catholic schooling, and along the way, my mom allowed us to um, dip our feet into different places. So when we were young, we did a did a couple different Christian camps that were not Catholic and kind of really started me on my journey of um, just seeing who Jesus was through other people's eyes. Um, I saw God always as someone that was um, authoritative, uh, disciplining, always watching my every move. I better be good. There, you know, you, you, we had reconciliation, um, confession, whatever that we had to go to as Catholics and we went behind a screen and this priest was there and just, I just was always super fearful. And then also growing up knowing about Jesus, but I think from my fear of God, I, I was intimidated by Jesus also. Mm-hmm. So going along the way to these different camps and seeing, um, how other people saw Jesus kind of think intrigued me. So mine is a journey. It's not a testimony of where one thing all of a sudden gripped me and said, Oh my gosh, you know, where Jesus came upon me and, and the love of the Lord. And I had this encounter. It was small encounters along the way that I can look back and see that he was, um, he was just with me all the time, kind of waiting and hoping and um, just loving me. So mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of my thing. So where, you know, where I, where my start came from, um, I guess I can definitely remember you said, how do you, when did you, as <laughs> I'd start identifying as a Christian, mm-hmm. if I look way back, the first memory I have of that is being at this Christian camp <laughs> And um, every morning we had to come down and had a Bible and and open up our Bible to the verse, the chapter and verse. And growing up Catholic, we didn't do that. 
I might have known the Gospels were Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and I might have known a few Old Testament stories, but I had no idea. So it was very um, intimidating, and um, yet I went down every time, and I remember one person saying, well, why are you, why is Catholic so different than than Christian? You believe, and we all believe the same. But I was taught to believe that Catholics were almost, I guess, superior or that, you know, we were the one true religion. I couldn't tell you why, but it would be the way I started thinking, wow, what is the difference? Mm-hmm. And what is, you know, who is this Christ? So um, I came to know God, um, I guess, maybe in little increments along the way in my life. Um, but it also, you know, like what experience, um, I had many experiences, um, along the way and, but what shaped my, and changed my view of God is, um, about 10 years into our marriage. I always thought our marriage was idyllic. It was, my husband came in, um, he's seven years older than I am. He's just a peacemaker. He's very kind and good and it was just so easy to um, fall in love with him and to to love him he's from a really big family who embraces everybody they're just good people and it was easy and about 10 years into our marriage he had a, a pretty bad fall off of a ladder and I had just had my second child and um He and I had decided at that point that my job, which was my identity, uh, and I'd always said I want to have a place to go where I'm still Donna and not Elena, Matt, and Blake's mother, just known as I'm still known as Donna. So I loved my job. I built up and became who I am through, through my job. Well, I decided to take the summer off, which was really big for somebody in our industry, because you're always afraid all your clients that you work so hard to build are going to leave. And during that time, and and that, so I just taken the summer off to find really good daycare. I could not find good daycare that I was content with. And I was just getting that all back into shape when my husband had his accident and it was devastating. He, it was scary. It was fearful. It changed this guy that was just so easygoing because of his fear um, he hit his head and he had to have quick, really quick surgery to move, remove a clot that had formed, but it was extremely long recovery and he wouldn't give it the recovery time he needed because he was young and climbing the ladder and he didn't want anybody to think he had brain damage. And it was, um, it was just a really rough time and we'd never had a rough time before. Mm-hmm. So it threw us upside down and it lasted for several years. I made some choices during those times um, that I'm, I, you know, we all had those times when we wish we wouldn't have. And it was, I had young children at home and it was just a very, looking back, it was very fearful and I lost my buddy. I felt like I lost my buddy. And, uh, um, that's when I just started, it got to a point where I just got on my knees and said, Jesus, this isn't fun. I need more. I'd gone to some Bible studies when my daughter was young and I'd gotten involved in some really, with some really wonderful groups and wonderful women. So I, along the way, um, I think what really, really changed was I learned how to pray, like to Mm -hmm. truly pray. The first insights study I went to at, at our church um, was on prayer 
And I really went just to meet people, to find community of other women that had children my same age and that I could just do something else besides just work. And um, that's where prayer, I started understanding prayer and understanding Jesus and God as my father, as an Abba father, not as a harsh father. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, after Brad's accident and then the the turmoil that what came through it, I, like I said, I ultimately got on my knees and it wasn't like I got back up and God like planted me in, in, in this great position and everything was fine ever then. No, he was going to make me do some work because he need, I needed to be transformed. So I immediately jumped into uh, our church, which I was not, at that point I wasn't, I wasn't all in, but my kids had started to be all in. And growing up the way I did, we were so happy on the days we didn't have to go to church, where we found a church where our kids were waking us up to go to church. So mm-hmm. I thought, I'm, I'm not going to change that. I'm thrilled with that. But I wasn't overly thrilled with where I was in my journey with the church. So I jumped into the prayer team and I had a beautiful mentor and the prayer team that just um, came alongside me and mentored me and ministered to me along with the other women that I got to the privilege of meeting and learning to pray even deeper with. And um, just decided that I wasn't going, I wasn't going back. I needed Jesus if I was going to move forward and be a person that I would wanted to be, that I was proud of, that I, that I liked because at that point I didn't really like myself. Mm. So uh, it's just been a series of, of journey of steps, uh, sometimes big acceleration, sometimes pruning. Um, the pruning doesn't feel good, but I have to say, as I look back, the pruning was never so awful that I, um, that I didn't want to come back. Mm-hmm. I knew along the way, somehow there was something there, which is the Holy Spirit that kept me moving forward to be a better person. So in 2018, mm-hmm. I was invited, um, I had a small group and I was teaching a um, a class by Francis Frangis Payne called um, In Christ Image Training, which was transformational in my journey and learning about the heart of, of our father. And I had this small group of women and we were just finishing up and another woman at our church was starting a series on prayer. So I said, guys, why don't we're finishing up? Why don't we go listen to this woman and speak on prayer? And she took it and put it into three sessions and accelerated my understanding and learning exponentially. So it was all about listening prayer, our identity in Christ and healing. And there was so many women there that night. And I heard God whisper, this next revival is going to be led by women. Are you ready? And it, I just brought tears to my eyes. I thought, wow, I, I want to be a part of this. I want to be able to hear his voice. So when I went in it was um, and, and had a little bit more training, on, especially on the identity part, I, um, I thought, am I going to be able to hear his voice? I don't know if I hear his voice. And... 
they had us break out and just do a little exercise on hearing his voice. And so we asked, you know, what do you, who do you say I am, Lord? And I heard very, very clearly, I mean, to the point where I looked and looked to the woman next to me to see if she spoke out loud. And he said, you're a princess warrior. Mm. Wow. Is that, is that, you're talking about me? Is that me? And he said, yes, like Athena. Mm. And I thought, okay, that can't be you because that's a great goddess and that would go (laughs) (laughs) So he said, look it up. So I Googled, of course, we Google everything now, Googled who Athena was and she was a defender of her territory. Mm. And she had authority and defended her territory. She was there um, in this mythology, but he said, do you understand? So the way God speaks to me is um, through, he knows I'm a researcher and he puts it together kind of like a puzzle. He'll give me just enough and then I have to mm-hmm. go research. And it's so fun. It's just so fun. He's given me so much revelation. So as I've dived deeper and and um, he's just brought me in and surrounded me with some incredible, incredible women that to be honest with you, for many, for a long time, I didn't feel worthy. I felt like I was always the baby, the baby Christian, the baby, like, I don't know enough. Mm. But God comes in and he meets us where we need to be. And just the power of being around other, around community, and not only hearing their testimonies, but um, experiencing collaboration with these women and men, um, community, the collaboration, the, the just the unconditional love. What it what it means what it means to really what does that look like? Unconditional love. Well, we're not condemning. You're not judging. And gosh, is it even possible? Is it even possible to be that when we're human or to do that? But God does all he wants is intimacy. He wants us to know our identity and to just keep moving forward in who he says we are, whatever that looks like. But we can't do that if we don't sit with him and learn. Mm-hmm. Amen. So sit with them and learn and then be in community of other people that are like-minded and they're just as excited to learn their identity. And then who God pulls together and brings together is just, just beautiful. Yeah. When I was on my knees back then, I just got up and like I said, there was not a, (laughs) it wasn't like a revelation. It was just a knowing don't sit here. Just Mm. because you got on your knees doesn't mean you're, that's a repentance. It's a repentance in and of itself, but it's, we know we have to continue that. So it was more of a pick up your your bootstraps and start walking. Mm -hmm. Where are you going to get involved? Where are you, what are you going to do to change? Mm -hmm. So I just started looking and, and God led me. So um, whether it be books, whether it be podcasts, whether it be listening to, I made a I'd listen to Christian radio all the time, whether it be um, the morning drive in where I had different speakers that I learned to listen, or if I had something on my heart, <laughs> how often I'd turn on the radio and just what we were talking or what I needed to hear was what was being um, spoken that day. Mm-hmm. Just taking the time to realize 
how God speaks to you. And I mean, it's okay to be excited about it, even if the world around you isn't excited. If you're going into work and you're, you're being transformed and they're not, don't give up. Just keep you know surrounding yourself and doing one little thing every day till it becomes a habit. You know, Thessalon- mm. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, pray without ceasing. And I remember reading that and thinking, really? <laughs> How does that look? Mm-hmm. But it just could mean, you know, pretty soon I realized I'm going to bed at night and praying and getting up in the morning and I'm praying. Um, my drive, I'm praying. Praying doesn't necessarily mean it's in our father. It could mean Oh, I'm thinking of Catherine. I'm going to lift her up today, Lord. I don't know her needs, but you do. Mm. It's just sometimes being a thought, right? A thought, bringing that person to mind and lifting them up to Jesus. That's beautiful. A scripture verse. Um, I love Ephesians 1, 17 through 19 that talks about, um, you know, praying spiritual wisdom over somebody. It's powerful. Mm-hmm. And it's just making God, you can only become intimate with God if you just keep, we have to keep up the relationship. We have to work on it. Mm-hmm. We have to work on it kind of like a marriage, kind of like our best friend. We have to, we have to work on it. All right, everyone. After a few words from our sponsors, we'll be right back to hear more from Donna. You did say that originally, because you grew up Catholic, you said that what really transformed your walk with Jesus was prayer. Um, and so I guess for like, maybe if there's someone listening who maybe identifies with, with that, like where you were originally in your faith, um, what would be like your advice to them for how to, um, take that next step in their prayer life to get to a more intimate level of prayer versus like the, our fathers, like you said. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess I'm going to come at this as if I would teach somebody or even sit down and I had an hour, one of the things that taught me um, to start was just the acronym ACTS, A-C-T-S. So it's, um, you know, just having that time to take to with the Lord, even if you write out the A, then the C, then the T and the S, it's, you know, it's, it's coming to the Lord. It's confessing your sins. It's being thankful and it's supplication and asking what you want the Lord to, what you want to, what what you want prayer for. So I learned along the way that my prayer life used to be always, uh Oh, I'm in trouble or Lord, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. I really sinned or I really screwed up or, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I got mad at my mom and said some things I shouldn't, whatever, mm-hmm. but it was the transformation of even just being able to sit down and, and really think it through. So even if you start with X and right now I cannot begin, I can't remember what the A stands for, but, um, it's, it's communication, right? The C, the confession and the communication, the Thanksgiving is the T and the supplication is the S. So um, it just is a great starting point. And then I read a lot, a lot of books that showed the power of prayer. And what God showed me through all of that is, I think we always come with an expectation 
that God's going to answer those prayers and there's going to be transformation immediately. But we have to stop and realize sometimes that it's just not always about us. That God's working in so many situations that you're praying for. So it might be your son or your daughter, or it might be your marriage, or it might be whatever. He's working on you and your husband simultaneously or other things too, right? That if you really, really want it transformed, we have to sometimes have patience. And all he's saying is, please don't give up. Come back to me. I will blow your socks off <laughs> when this all comes together. Mm. So I just... um I've had so many times when that's happened and, and he's taught me patience, right? I kind of look at him as this big, like this big <laughs> puzzle that he's putting together, constantly shifting pieces and making them fit to the good. Mm. So he does, he works all things to the good. Mm-hmm. All things, Romans 8, all things to the good. I love that. And it is, it's so true. When we pray specifically, we're able to see his um, answering so much greater than we would have been able to see it before. Like he is so um, intricate and just such a master at how he does good for Mm -hmm. everyone, everybody, like not just me, but like everyone involved in the situation and in the world and all the things it's like, he's always looking out for everybody. And we might not always be able to fully understand it because we aren't him. But when we do pray specifically, we get a glimpse of it. And we are, like you said, blow our socks off. Like I've had many of those moments where I'm just like, what, like, how does he do this? (laughs) I, and I think that when you're in, um, when you come into community with other people, Number one way I say that is don't give up. If you try a small group or a Bible study or something and you're just not feeling like that's a fit, don't give up. There's so many out there. Keep trying until you do Because when you do that along with prayer, God will bring you right to where you need to be. And sometimes we have to learn to walk through the awkward. Sometimes we have to learn to be a little uncomfortable And, you know, sometimes it's uncomfortable to put ourselves in a different situation. Sometimes it's uncomfortable to even just walk into a room of people we don't know. But if you pray first and you start looking even at your own church or other, you know, start asking around, there's going to be a class or a Bible study or something out there just specifically that God wants you to lean into. And he'll bring the right people. And it might be for a season and it might be some for a little bit longer. We just have to trust that if we're truly going to be Jesus disciples, we have to let him put us where we need to be. So um, I just, I think the transforming um, verse for me that when I really learned, um, I wanted to hear God's heartbeat. Mm -hmm. and um I just was just really in a a difficult time I think I was almost searching too much and didn't relax and Mm I um I said you know Lord what do you want me to know and I don't remember exactly how it happened but he brought me to Zephaniah 3 um 17 and actually I'm gonna start at 16 it says um do not fear Zion do not let your hands grow weak 
So don't give up. You know, when you're grasping onto something sometimes so hard, your hands get weak. But that's okay. We can trust in him then. So he says, the Lord your God is among you, a warrior who saves. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will be quiet in his love. And he will delight in you with singing. Can you imagine? Can you imagine God like that? Can you imagine God singing over you? Mm. Like he sings over us, just like we sang our little babies to sleep. Mm. You know, you're in that stage of life right now. You just sing, and it's probably one of your most most wonderful times at night when we can, you know, go to rocking our babies to sleep. Can do you know that God sings over us just like that? Wow! And we can lean back against His chest, and you know, come up on His lap. I don't care how old you are, who wouldn't want to get up on God's lap <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and lean your head against his chest and he's singing over you and you can hear his heartbeat. So yeah. that's what I just wanted. I wanted to experience that love. And I also have to say, you know, this has been such a long journey. Um, it didn't happen overnight. You know, um, it's happened since I was young. I'm in my fifties and I'm just so glad that I kept pursuing just like he's pursuing me I kept pursuing sometimes when I didn't even know what I was pursuing but I always knew um, he gave me one of my biggest spiritual gifts is discernment and when I was young I had no idea what that was but I always knew right from wrong and I Mm. always knew um, without a doubt which direction that was headed that was good even when the world was pulling me back um you know, and wanting me to not go in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I always knew when I was stepping on the wrong path, out into the wrong path. So, you know, through prayer and getting closer to Jesus, it's only just gets better. Yeah. There's nothing ever that ever goes wrong when you reach out in prayer and start your journey toward Jesus. Yeah. Thank you for sharing you. that. Yeah, he meets you and he walks on the path right with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't care who you are. I mean, as you were tell- talking about climbing into his lap and just letting him sing over you, I mean, I got teary eyed because it's like whether you're someone who has great parents and had that, mm-hmm. or whether you're someone who never had that and longed for that connection with your earthly parents, we have that in Jesus and so much greater than like even what the best of parents were able to offer us. And so just you saying that and you using that picture just made me so emotional because I was like, wow, like if I'm ever in need, like he is right there. Like he Mm -hmm. offers that to us. So I love that picture you shared. And it's learning too, in the moments I think we all have, um, just being in our flesh and being in the world, when we're so upset at times, when we are just, my mom used to say, fly off the handle, when you're at that point where you just almost have no control because you're so upset or so angry or so frustrated, and it seems like nothing is going to change. Um, When we calm ourselves and we can bring ourselves to that place, we it transforms everything because it's not about us trying to change the other person it's about changing who we are mm-hmm. it's by allowing god to change who we are into a better person 
to the children he's called us to be. Yeah. Amen. Couldn't agree more. Well, Donna, thank you so much for sharing um, just where like God has brought you and just some of the things he's been teaching you lately. I think it's super valuable. And I love that. It seems like in every recording, there's always like a theme and I feel like yours is prayer and just like what God has taught you through your prayer life, which is one of the key elements is how we talk to him. So <laughs> thank mm-hmm. you for talking about such a um, important and, you know, just um, significant part of our faith journey. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and on that note, I would say if anybody wants a book to read that would ignite their prayer life, the, one of the best I've ever read is by Jim Simbala called Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire. And it's just a full of testimonies of the power of prayer. And it just encouraged me so much um, to just to keep on my knees, you know, just to, to get up every morning and want to um, have a satisfying relationship with Jesus. Mm, yeah, thank you. I'm, I want to check that out. It sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed hearing from Donna just as much as I did. I thought she was just lovely and I really hope you are encouraged by her story. As always, you can find us at sparklefaith.com or head to lifeaudio.com and find similar podcasts to ours. You can also go to wherever you listen to podcasts and follow and subscribe to our podcast. It helps us more than you realize. And overall, we just hope you have a great week and we will see you again next week for a brand new episode of Sparkle Speak. Bye. I'm Don Hawkins, and I once heard Chick-fil-A founder Truett Cathy say, you can tell if a person needs encouragement, check to see if they're breathing. I'd like to invite you to my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You, featuring encouraging guests like Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley, Dan Cathy, the late Dr. Frank Menrith, Josh McDowell, and more. To subscribe to my weekly Encouragement for You podcast, go to lifeaudio.com. That's lifeaudio.com.